Canto third of the Lord of the Isles by Sir Walter Scott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. The Lord of the Isles by Sir Walter Scott. Canto third. Hast thou not marked when o'er thy startled head? sudden and deep the thunder peal has rolled how when its echoes fell a silence dead sunk on the wood the meadow and the wold the rye grass shakes not on the sod built fold the rustling aspen's leaves are mute and still the wallflower waves not on the ruined hold Till murmuring distant first then near and shrill the savage whirlwind wakes and sweeps the groaning hill a tarnish such a silence sunk upon thy halls when that grey monk his prophet speech had spoke and his obedient brethren's sail was stretched to meet the southern gale before a whisper woke then murmuring sounds of doubt and fear close poured in many an anxious ear the solemn stillness broke and still they gazed with eager guess where in an oriel's deep recess the island prince seemed bent to press what lawn by his impatient cheer and gesture fierce scarce deigned to hear starting at length with frowning look his hand he clenched his head he shook and sternly flung apart and deemest thou me so mean of mood as to forget the mortal feud and clasp the hand with blood imbrued from my dear kinsman's heart is this thy rede adieu return for ancient league and friendship sworn but well our mountain proverb shows the faith of islesmen ebbs and flows be it even so believe ere long he that now bears shall wreak the wrong call edith call the maid of lawn my sister slaves for further scorn be sure nor she nor i will stay away the argentine away we nor ally nor brother know in bruce's friend or england's foe but who the chieftain's rage can tell when sought from lowest dungeon cell to highest tower the castle round no lady edith was there found he shouted falsehood treachery revenge and blood a lordly meed to him that will avenge the deed a baron's lands his frantic mood was scarcely by the news withstood that morag shared his sister's flight and that in hurry of the night scaped noteless and without remark two strangers sought the abbot's bark 
man every galley fly pursue the priest his treachery shall rue ay and the time shall quickly come when we shall hear the thanks that rome will pay his feigned prophecy such was fierce lawn's indignant cry and cormac doyle in haste obeyed hoisted his sail his anchor weighed for glad of each pretext for spoil a pirate sworn was cormac doyle but others lingering spoke apart the maid has given her maiden heart to ronald of the isles and fearful lest her brother's word bestow her on that english lord she seeks iona's piles and wisely deems it best to dwell a votaress in the holy cell until these feuds so fierce and fell the abbot reconciles as impotent of ire the hall echoed to lawn's impatient call my horse my mantle and my train let none who honours lawn remain courteous but stern a bold request to bruce the argentine addressed lord earl he said i cannot choose but yield such title to the bruce though name and earldom both are gone since he braced rebels armour on but earl or serf rude phrase was thine of late and launched at argentine such as compels me to demand redress of honour at thy hand we need not to each other tell that both can wield their weapons well then do me but the soldier grace this glove upon thy helm to place where we may meet in fight and i will say as still i've said though by ambition far misled thou art a noble knight and i the princely bruce replied might turn it stain on knighthood's pride that the bright sword of argentine should in a tyrant's quarrel shine but for your brave request be sure the honoured pledge you gave in every battlefield shall wave upon my helmet crest believe that if my hasty tongue hath done thine honour causeless wrong it shall be well redressed not dearer to my soul was glove bestowed in youth by lady's love than this which thou hast given thus then my noble foe i greet health and high fortune till we meet and then what pleases heaven thus parted they for now with sound like waves rolled back from rocky ground the friends of lawn retire each mainland chieftain with his train draws to his mountain towers again pondering how mortal schemes prove vain and mortal hopes expire but through the castle double guard by ronald's charge kept 
wakeful ward wicket and gate were trebly barred by beam and bolt and chain then of the guests in courteous sort he prayed excuse for mirth broke short and bade them in a tarnish court in confidence remain now torch and menial tendance led chieftain and knight to bower and bed and beads were told and aves said and soon they sunk away into such sleep as wont to shed oblivion on the weary head after a toilsome day but soon up roused the monarch cried to edward slumbering by his side awake or sleep for i even now there jarred a secret door a taper light gleams on the floor up edward up i say some one glides in like midnight ghost nay strike not tis our noble host advancing then his taper's flame ronald stepped forth and with him came dunvegan's chief each bent the knee to bruce in sign of fealty and proffered him his sword and hailed him in a monarch's style as king of mainland and of isle and scotland's rightful lord and oh said ronald owned of heaven say is my erring youth forgiven by falsehood's arts from duty driven who rebel falchion drew yet ever to thy deeds of fame even while i strove against thy claim paid homage just and true alas dear youth the unhappy time answered the bruce must bear the crime since guiltier far than you even i he paused for falkirk's woes upon his conscious soul arose the chieftain to his breast he pressed and in a sigh concealed the rest they proffered aid by arms and might to repossess him in his right but well their counsels must be weighed ere banners raised and musters made the english hire and lawns intrigues bound many chiefs in southern leagues in answer bruce his purpose bold to his new vassals frankly told the winter worn in exile o'er i longed for carrick's kindred shore i thought upon my native air and longed to see the burly fair that clifford makes whose lordly call now echoes through my father's hall but first my course to arran led where valiant lennox gathers head and on the sea by tempest tossed our barks dispersed our purpose crossed mine own a hostile sail to shun far from her destined course had run when that wise will which masters ours compelled us to your friendly towers then torquil spoke the time craves speed we must not linger in our deed but instant pray our sovereign liege to shun the perils of a siege 
the vengeful lawn with all his powers lies but too near Artornish towers and england's light-armed vessels ride not distant far the waves of clyde prompt at these tidings to unmoor and sweep each strait and guard each shore then till this fresh alarm pass by secret and safe my liege must lie in the fair bounds of friendly sky torquil thy pilot and thy guide not so brave chieftain ronald cried myself will on my sovereign wait and raise in arms the men of slate whilst thou renowned where chiefs debate shalt sway their souls by counsel sage and awe them by thy locks of age and if my words in weight shall fail this ponderous sword shall turn the scale the scheme said bruce contents me well meantime twere best that isabel for safety with my bark and crew again to friendly erin drew there edward too shall with her wend in need to cheer her and defend and muster up each scattered friend here seemed it as lord ronald's ear would other counsel gladlier hear but all achieved as soon as planned both barks in secret armed and manned from out the haven bore on different voyage forth they ply this for the coast of winged sky and that for erin's shore with bruce and ronald bides the tale to favouring winds they gave the sail till mull's dark headlands scarce they knew and ard namurkin's hills were blue but then the squalls blew close and hard and fain to strike the galley's yard and take them to the oar with these rude seas in weary plight they strove the livelong day and night nor till the dawning had a sight of sky's romantic shore where coolan stoops him to the west they saw upon his shivered crest the sun's arising gleam but such the labour and delay ere they were moored in scurrig bay for calmer heaven compelled to stay he shot a western beam then ronald said if true mine eye these are the savage wilds that lie north of strathnardle and dun sky no human foot comes here and since these adverse breezes blow if my good liege love hunter's bow what hinders that on land we go and strike a mountain deer alan my page shall with us wend a bow full deftly can he bend and if we meet a herd may send a shaft shall mend our cheer then each took bow and bolts in hand their rowboat launched and leapt to land and left their skiff and train where a wild stream with headlong shock came brawling down its bed of rock to mingle with 
the main a while their route they silent made as men who stalk for mountain deer till the good bruce to ronald said saint mary what a scene is here i've traversed many a mountain strand abroad and in my native land and it has been my lot to tread where safety more than pleasure led thus many a waste i've wandered o'er clomb many a crag crossed many a moor but by my halidome a scene so rude so wild as this yet so sublime in barrenness never did my wandering footsteps press wherever i happed to roam no marvel thus the monarch spake for rarely human eye has known a scene so stern as that dread lake with its dark ledge of barren stone seems that primeval earthquake's sway hath rent a strange and shattered way through the rude bosom of the hill and that each naked precipice sable ravine and dark abyss tells of the outrage still the wildest glen but this can show some touch of nature's genial glow on high benmore green mosses grow and heathbells bud in deep glencoe and copse on crooken ben but here above around below on mountain or in glen nor tree nor shrub nor plant nor flower nor aught of vegetative power the weary eye may ken for all is rocks at random thrown black waves bare crags and banks of stone as if were here denied the summer sun the spring's sweet dew that clothe with many a varied hue the bleakest mountain side and wilder forward as they wound were the proud cliffs and lake profound huge terraces of granite black afforded rude and cumbered track for from the mountain or hurled headlong in some night of fear when yelled the wolf and fled the deer whose crags had toppled o'er and some chance poised and balanced lay so that a stripling arm might sway a mass no host could raise in nature's rage at random thrown yet trembling like the druid's stone on its precarious base the evening mists with ceaseless change now clothed the mountain's lofty range now left their foreheads bare and round the skirts their mantle furled or on the sable waters curled or on the eddying breezes whirled dispersed in middle air and oft condensed for once they lower when brief and fierce the mountain shower pours like a torrent down and when return the sun's glad beams whitened with foam a thousand streams leap from the mountain's crown this lake said bruce 
whose barriers drear are precipices sharp and sheer yielding no track for goat or deer save the black shelves we tread how turn you its dark waves and how yon northern mountain's pathless brow and yonder peak of dread that too the evening sun uplifts the grisly gulfs and slaty rifts which seem its shivered head coruscan call the dark lake's name coolum the ridge as bards proclaim from old Bacullan, chief of fame but bards familiar in our isles rather with nature's frowns than smiles full oft their careless humours please by sportive names for scenes like these a wood old torquil were to show his maidens with their breasts of snow or that my noble liege were nigh to hear his nurse sing lullaby the maids tall cliffs with breakers white the nurse a torrent's roaring might or that your eye could see the mood of corrie reckons whirlpool rude when dons the hag her whitened hood tis thus our islesman's fancy frames the scenes so stern fantastic names answered the bruce and musing mind might here a graver moral find these mighty cliffs that heave on high their naked brows to middle sky indifferent to the sun or snow where nought can fade and nought can blow may they not mark a monarch's fate raised high mid storms of strife and state beyond life's lowlier pleasures placed his soul a rock his heart a waste over hope and love and fear aloft i rears his crowned head but soft look underneath yon jutting crag are hunters and a slaughtered stag who may they be but late you said no steps these desert regions tread so said i and believed in sooth ronald replied i spoke the truth yet now i spy by yonder stone five men they mark us and come on and by their badge on bonnet borne i guess them of the land of lawn those to my liege so let it be i've faced worse odds than five to three but the poor page can little aid then be our battle thus arrayed if our free passage they contest cope thou with two i'll match the rest not so my liege for by my life this sword shall meet the treble strife my strength my skill in arms more small and less the loss should ronald fall but islesmen soon to soldiers grow allan has sword as well as bow and were my monarch's order given two shafts should make our number even no not to save my life he said enough of blood rests on my head too rashly spilled we soon shall know whether they come as friend or foe 
nigh came the strangers and more nigh still less they pleased the monarch's eye men were they all of evil mien down looked unwilling to be seen they moved with half resolved pace and bent on earth each gloomy face the foremost two were fair arrayed with brogue and bonnet trues and plaid and bore the arms of mountaineers daggers and broadswords bows and spears the three that lagged small space behind seemed serfs of more degraded kind goat skins or deer hides over them cast made a rude fence against the blast their arms and feet and heads were bare matted their beards unshorn their hair for arms the caitiffs bore in hand a club an axe a rusty brand onward still mute they kept the track tell who ye be or else stand back said bruce in deserts when they meet men pass not as in peaceful street still at his stern command they stood and proffered greeting brief and rude but acted courtesy so ill as seemed of fear and not of will wanderers we are as you may be men hither driven by wind and sea who if you list to taste our cheer will share with you this fellow dear if from the sea where lies your bark ten fathom deep in ocean dark wrecked yesternight but we are men who little sense of peril ken the shades come down the day is shut will you go with us to our hut our vessel waits us in the bay thanks for your proffer have good day was that your galley then which rode not far from shore when evening glowed it was then spare your needless pain there will she now be sought in vain we saw her from the mountain head when with st george's blazon red a southern vessel bore in sight and yours raised sail and took to flight now by the rude unwelcome news thus with lord ronald communed bruce nor rests there light enough to show if this their tale be true or no the men seem bred of churlish kind yet rugged brows have bosoms kind we will go with them food and fire and sheltering roof our wants require sure guard against treachery will we keep and watch by turns our comrades sleep good fellows thanks your guests will be and well will pay the courtesy come lead us where your lodging lies nay soft we mix not companies show us the path over crag and stone and we will follow you lead on they reached the dreary cabin made of sails against a rock displayed and there on entering found a slender boy whose form and mien ill-suited 
with such savage scene in cap and cloak of velvet green low seated on the ground his garb was such as minstrels wear dark was his hue and dark his hair his youthful cheek was marred by care his eyes in sorrow drowned whence this poor boy as ronald spoke the voice his trance of anguish broke as if awaked from ghastly dream he raised his head with start and scream and wildly gazed around then to the wall his face he turned and his dark cheek with blushes burned whose is the boy again he said by chance of war our captive maid he may be yours if you should hold that music has more charms than gold for though from earliest childhood mute the lad can deftly touch the lute and on the rote and vile play and well can drive the time away for those who love such glee for me the favouring breeze when loud it pipes upon the galley's shroud makes blither melody hath he then sense of spoken sound ay so his mother bade us know a crone in our late shipwreck drowned and hence the silly striplings woe more of the youth i cannot say our captive but since yesterday when wind and weather waxed so grim we little listed think of him but why waste time in idle words sit to your cheer unbelt your swords sudden the captive turned his head and one quick glance to ronald sped it was a keen and warning look and well the chief the signal took kind host he said our needs require a separate board and separate fire for know that on a pilgrimage wend i my comrade and this page and sworn to vigil and to fast long as this hallowed task shall last we never doff the plaid or sword or feast us at a stranger's board and never share one common sleep but one must still his vigil keep thus for our separate use good friend will hold this hut's remoter end a churlish vow the eldest said and hard methinks to be obeyed how say you if to wreak the scorn that pays our kindness harsh return we should refuse to share our meal then say we that our swords are steel and our vow binds us not to fast where gold or force may buy repast their host's dark brow grew keen and fell his teeth are clenched his features swell yet sunk the felon's moody ire before lord ronald's glance of fire nor could his craven courage brook the monarch's calm and dauntless look with laugh constrained let every man follow the fashion of his clan each to his separate quarters keep and feed or fast or wake or sleep their fire at separate distance burns by turns they eat 
keep guard by turns for evil seemed that old man's eye dark and designing fierce yet shy still he avoided forward look but slow and circumspectly took a circling never ceasing glance by doubt and cunning marked at once which shot a mischief boding ray from under eyebrows shagged and grey the younger too who seemed his son had that dark look the timid shun the half-clad serfs behind them sate and scowled a glare twixt fear and fate till all as darkness onward crept crouched down and seemed to sleep or slept nor he that boy whose powerless tongue must trust his eyes to wail his wrong a longer watch of sorrow made but stretched his limbs to slumber laid not in his dangerous host confides the king but wary watch provides ronald keeps ward till midnight past then wakes the king young allan last thus ranked to give the youthful page the rest required by tender age what is lord ronald's wakeful thought to chase the languor toil had brought to deem not that he deigned to throw much care upon such coward foe he thinks of lovely isabel when at her foeman's feet she fell nor less when placed in princely cell she glanced on him with favouring eyes at woodstock when he won the prize nor fair in joy in sorrow fair in pride of place as mid despair must she alone engross his care his thoughts to his betrothed bride to edith turn oh how decide when here his love and heart are given and there his faith stands plight to heaven no drowsy ward tis his to keep the seldom lovers long for sleep till sung his midnight hymn the owl answered the dog-fox with his howl then waked the king at his request lord ronald stretched himself to rest what spell was good king robert's say to drive the weary night away his was the patriot's burning thought of freedom's battle bravely fought of castles stormed of cities freed of deep design and daring deed of england's roses reft and torn and scotland's cross in triumph worn of rout and rally war and truce as heroes think so thought the bruce no marvel mid such musings high sleep shunned the monarch's thoughtful eye now over coolin's eastern head the greyish light begins to spread the otter to his cavern drew and clamoured shrill the wakening mew then watched the page to needful rest the king resigned his anxious breast to allan's eyes was harder task 
the weary watch their safeties ask he trimmed the fire and gave to shine with bickering light the splintered pine then gazed a while where silent laid their hosts were shrouded by the plaid but little fear waked in his mind for he was bred of martial kind and if to manhood he arrive may match the boldest knight alive then thought he of his mother's tower his little sister's greenwood bower how there the easter gambols pass and of dan joseph's lengthened mass but still before his weary eye in rays prolonged the blazes die again he roused him on the lake looked forth where now the twilight flake of pale cold dawn began to wake on coolin's cliffs the mist they furled the morning breeze the lake had curled the short dark waves heaved to the land with ceaseless plash kissed cliff or sand it was a slumberous sound he turned to tales at which his youth had burned of pilgrim's path by demon crossed of sprightly elf or yelling ghost of the wild witch's baneful cot and mermaid's alabaster grot who bathes her limbs in sunless well deep in strathaird's enchanted cell thither in fancy rapt he flies and on his sight the vaults arise that hut's dark walls he sees no more his foot is on the marble floor and over his head the dazzling spars gleam like a firmament of stars hark is he not the sea nymph speak her anger in that thrilling shriek no all too late with alan's dream mingled the captive's warning scream as from the ground he strives to start a ruffian's dagger binds his heart upward he casts his dizzy eyes murmurs his master's name and dies not so awoke the king his hand snatched from the flame a knotted brand the nearest weapon of his wrath with this he crossed the murderer's path and venged young allan well the spattered brain and bubbling blood hissed on the half extinguished wood the miscreant gasped and fell nor rose in peace the island lord one captive died upon his sword and one beneath his grasp lies prone in mortal grapple overthrown but while lord ronald's dagger drank the life-blood from his panting flank the father ruffian of the band behind him rears a coward and oh for a moment's aid till bruce who deals no double blow dash to the earth another foe above his comrade laid and it is gained the captive sprung on the raised arm and closely clung and ere he shook him loose the mastered felon pressed 
the ground and gasped beneath a mortal wound while over him stands the bruce miscreant while lasts thy flitting spark give me to know the purpose dark that armed thy hand with murderous knife against offenceless stranger's life no stranger thou with accent fell murmured the wretch i know thee well and know thee for the foeman sworn of my high chief the mighty lawn speak yet again and speak the truth for thy soul's sake from whence this youth his country birth and name declare and thus one evil deed repair vex me no more my blood runs cold no more i know than i have told we found him in a bark we sought with different purpose and i thought fate cut him short in blood and broil as he had lived died cormac doyle then resting on his bloody blade the valiant bruce to ronald said now shame upon us both that boy lifts his mute face to heaven and clasps his hands to testify his gratitude to god on high the strange deliverance given his speechless gesture thanks hath paid which our free tongues have left unsaid he raised the youth with kindly word but marked him shudder at the sword he cleansed it from its hue of death and plunged the weapon in its sheath alas poor child unfitting part fate doomed when with so soft a heart and form so slight as thine she made thee first a pirate's slave then in his stead a patron gave of wayward lot like mine a landless prince whose wandering life is but one scene of blood and strife yet scant of friends the bruce shall be but he'll find resting place for thee come noble ronald over the dead enough thy generous grief is paid and well has alan's fate been wrought come wend we hence the day has broke seek we our bark i trust the tale was false that she had hoisted sail yet ere they left that charnel cell the island lord bade sad farewell to alan who shall tell this tale he said in halls of donegal oh who his widowed mother tell that ere his bloom her fairest fell rest thee poor youth and trust my care for mass and knell and funeral prayer while over those caitiffs where they lie the wolf shall snarl the raven cry and now the eastern mountains head on the dark lake through lustre red bright gleams of gold and purple streak ravine and precipice and peak so earthly power at distance shows reveals his splendour hides his woes over sheets of granite dark and broad rent and unequal lay the road 
in sad discourse the warriors wind and the mute page moves slow behind end of canto third recorded by nathan at antipodeanwriter dot wordpress dot com